the conclusion I came to, and I'm going to leave it at this, was that family members who were supposed to be closely related came to check me out and watched me and spied on me and, and uh, saw that I was drinking or using drugs or whatever they saw and decided to just continue to spy on me. Um, people who were related to me that I never met. I looked them up when I saw their faces. I, I looked up names. They looked just like the faces. So I put them, put two and two together, you know, and it added up. So um, anyway, I, I'm pretty sure that uh, it's family members that were playing games with me that I did not, that I have never been introduced to who were supposed to be of close relation um, that I've never met, that I've never been introduced to. Um, as who they are. Uh, they got other people involved. Um, it was a big to-do, a big thing, I guess. Uh, then they understood that they kind of screwed me over. In their minds, they kind of screwed me over, you know. And so they slacked off and let me, let me alone after 10 years. Uh, but I think they had so many people involved that um, it became a big big thing that shouldn't have been that's what I think um, I don't I know for a fact that they were people who were related to me uh, because I like I said I saw their faces and I saw their and I remember the times that I saw their faces and what was going on at that time and when I looked their names up the people that were supposed to be related to me I saw the faces of some of the people around me during that time so I assumed that they came and they saw something they didn't like, so they decided, well, you're still not family, <laughs> which I don't care. I could care less. You know, I've gotten over it. I'm almost 50 years old. I've moved on. I, I've, I've moved on. But this whole thing that's happened throughout my life, a lot of it was my fault. Um, actually, I could say most of it was my fault because I chose not to listen to anyone. I chose to listen to me, and that was it. I didn't want to hear anybody else. I didn't want to hear anybody else's opinions. Um, I didn't want to hear any anybody else's advice because so many people had stabbed me in the back because I'd met so many people running the streets, you know, that I was stabbed in the back so many times that I finally just said, screw everybody you know I just felt like I'm not going to listen to anybody because every time anybody tells me anything or acts like they're going to help me they bend me over the barrel so to speak uh I just thought I'd throw that in there kind of comedy I guess but but anyway uh I I figured it was a big thing because I was using drugs and and uh and I think it was also partially experimental um a way to try and get people not to use drugs to try and scare them, but I'm not the type to get scared like that. Um, uh, I think when I was on crack cocaine, for those four or five years that I used crack cocaine, uh, I was scared the police were going to arrest me all the time, no matter where I was. <laughs> I, I did not believe that there was, there was like no way in my mind, that no way in the world that they're not going to arrest me. They're about to arrest me. I don't know what that's about with that crack cocaine, but that's not a desirable drug. I would not even try that because it's 
it's deceitful. Uh, don't do that. <laughs> um, I notice Baltimore now is not prosecuting people for drugs anymore or prostitution. Um, right along with Oregon, not prosecuting for, for drugs. Um, I think that's a good thing that they're doing because that gives police a little less, uh, a little less authority to want to know what's in their pockets and rub on them. You know, when you do that kind of stuff, you're, you're traumatizing people, people who don't know what's going on, who, who basically worshiped you as, as law enforcement. And then you pull them over and for no reason you want to rub all over them and handcuff them and bend them over their cars and you know, all that garbage. <laughs> I think that traumatizes people. It did me. The police traumatized me. Yeah, I'm a different person because of the police. You can bet you. You can believe that. Um, they traumatized me. They they did, pure and simple. I wrote about it. The misguided empath has got a whole lot of what happened. It doesn't even have all of it. <laughs> but it's got a whole lot of what happened to me in my life. Um, it's got a whole lot of what I did to other people in my life, too, which was stealing. Not hitting anybody. Not putting my hands on nobody. I was a little idiot thief who didn't know any better. I knew it was kind of bad, but I didn't realize the seriousness of my crimes. Now I do, and I will never steal from anybody again. And, and that's just a, that's a fact. There's no, well, if I set you up like this, maybe if I put some money over here that you can't resist. Now, money ain't everything. Money is not everything. Money can actually cause problems. And I'm looking at the long term. I'm looking at something else that no one, most people aren't looking at. And that's what's going to happen when I leave this earth. When I leave this earth, I've got to be prepared. I can't be indecisive. I've got to know what's going on and where I'm going. I've got to know that. This worrying about retirement. Hey, you need to worry about more than that because retirement could be tomorrow. You might die tomorrow, you know. I might die tomorrow. I might die tonight. Who knows? People die all the time unexpectedly. That's just how life works. But what happens when you leave here is the very most important thing you could possibly ever think about. Where are you going when you leave here? I'm not turning this into a sermon or anything, but what I am doing is just trying to let you know that I'm not messed up about anything that happens here. Um... In the spur of the moment, I might get angry, but uh, I try to forgive and, and move on with my life. Even if I don't know the people, I forgive them. That's just what I do. I don't want to get to the pearly gates and God say, you didn't forgive nobody. What makes you think I should forgive you? You know? Yeah, then that's, that's a possibility. <laughs> uh, so, um, the people that did all that stalking with me, okay. Um, they were showing concern. I understood that. Um, the reason I know it was part of my family. Well, I'm not even going to go into those reasons, but I've got quite a few reasons other than finding their pictures and seeing their faces, um, in my vicinity. Uh, aside from that, I'm not going to mention any of the rest of what I know, but at, well, not for, not for right now. Anyway, um, I know what all happened. I know they, probably played off this theme um, and it was meant 
to just be under the under the radar, but it got too far, and too many people found out. And that's what I think. Now I, you know, I've tried to look at the other side. That's just in your brain, man. Uh, you're just paranoid. It was because you used drugs. No, I wish it was just that. <laughs> I've tried to even think that way. That don't work. That's not reality. Not in my world, it's not. It is not a reality. Uh, I have no problem with anybody. Uh, they stopped. They stopped uh, for the most part. You know, you got a jerk here and there in life that that's just going to come anyway, whether somebody sends them or not. Whether someone pays somebody to be a jerk or, or whether someone just feels like being a jerk. You're going to have to deal with jerks. Especially when you're driving. <laughs> that's, that's, you're going to have to deal with jerks on the way to anywhere, right? Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I've uh, come to the conclusion that, to be honest with you, none of this matters. None of it. I deleted my Facebook today. I had a Facebook that I suddenly, a lot of people wanted to come on and, and friend me and it really, the only reason I had the Facebook was because it had something to do with my phone and it wanted a Facebook to do something. And so I just made a fake, made a Facebook and, and let it ride. And then, uh, I realized I already have a Facebook. I just don't remember the password. So maybe one day I'll figure out the password to it and, and, uh, maybe I'll revisit Facebook. But for now, I don't really need any Facebook. Uh, the people that want to talk to me know my phone number, um, they know that I'm on Twitter. Uh, so if it's that important, they can contact me. Uh, I'm not bothered by any of it anymore. I get upset every now and then when I see things happening to people. I guess I've got an issue with watching people be abused. That, that I'm anti-violent, but I will get violent if someone gets violent with somebody else. You know, it's this feeling I get. It's like you you can almost beat on me more than I can watch you beat on somebody else. That's just in my nature, and I can't help it. I don't like bullies. And you see a lot of that on the news these days, and I'm trying to wean myself off the news. been watching a lot of Looney Tunes lately, you know, Coyote, you know, the Roadrunner, Bugs Bunny, Popeye. Watching it on me TV in the morning. Yeah. Joel Osteen, he comes on at 7 o'clock, same time. Um, after that, uh, uh, got a few things on TV anyway. I don't care to talk about TV, but um, my point is, my point in all this is, first off, just to be putting up a, a podcast, because I haven't put one up in a while and I told somebody I would. I don't know why anybody would want me to continue the podcast, <laughs> but uh, here it is. So I'm working on this GED book right now, working on it, trying to figure out in my mind how to do all this and what to do first and all that good stuff. And I guess the best thing to do is just jump into it and get things going because if you got a brain and you can use it to change anything from bad to good, why not, right? I'm 50 years old, man. I'm 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 gonna be saying that for the next two years because I'm only 49. <laughs> so I'm gonna be 50 for the next two years. Uh, but I gotta do something. I don't have anything to prove to anybody. I 
I don't, I'm not out to prove anything to myself. Um, and like I said, what matters mostly is what happens when we leave this earth. But while we're here, why not utilize what we have? And God gave us a brain. Why not use it, right? I hadn't been using mine, and fortunately, God been, had been watching out for me. I guess because, obviously, he knew I wasn't using my brain. <laughs> so, trying to move on with the trauma of life. Um, I just suck it up, you know, and blow it right back out, I guess. Just like, just like smoke. drinking drugging it was an experience it was quite the experience but i'm pretty sure i was doing it because it was the alternative to suicide i wasn't happy i wanted to be happy but everything around me was making me unhappy and so i had to make myself happy with virtually nothing a lot of the times and drinking and drugging came along with that mentality i guess and and there I was, but uh, I don't I don't hold a grudge against anybody personally right now, as it stands. Because who would I hold a grudge against? I mean, I saw the people that I saw, but you know, like I said, live and let live, move on, um, stand up for yourself, definitely. But hey, you can only. You can only do so much and be legal. And I want to remain legal because I want no part of no cage. I've had enough cages in my lifetime. Uh, those places, it's not all it's cracked up to be. It's not what you see on TV. Um, you get in there, they don't care about you. No one in there cares about you. No one. No one. <laughs> um you have to learn to defend yourself and stand up for yourself all the time. And uh, if you don't, then they'll just be all over you. You know, it's, it's not a good place to be. And that's someplace I'm not returning to. I'm good. I'm done. Um, I took these things called statins that the doctor gave me with these uh, blood pressure pills. And my blood pressure finally came way down. I'm all good now with that. He took me off the blood pressure meds. But I told him the statins were making me go nuts. It made me actually drink a beer. I mean, these statins had me going psycho for cholesterol. Yeah. These statins were they're supposed to reduce cholesterol levels. And he said my cholesterol level had been off the charts. Well, if my blood pressure went down, doesn't that mean my cholesterol level went down too? But anyway, he told me to keep using these statins. And I'm like, I just told you what they were doing to me. And it sounds to me like he's trying to get me to be in danger or something. <laughs> I don't know what the case is, but you can believe me, uh, I will not be taking his medication. Um, he did give me some Nicorette. I'm going to take this Nicorette. I've been taking it. I'm still smoking too, but uh, I smoke less with the Nicorette, I guess. But uh wean myself off the cigarettes. Gosh, I don't know how that's going to work, but I probably just, I'm sick of them anyway, so why not move on, you know? Move on. Got a different view on things, you know. I'm I'm seeing the I see the media with a lot of this racist um, accusation. And then the whole problem with the police beating people is racism, and I'm like, 
That's not what it is. You're you're shifting the blame from the police departments to racism. That's not what it is. It's the police departments that are the problem. The ones who are allowing people to beat people and, and do as they please to people and constantly letting them go with a, a slap on the wrist. Oh, go on back out there and do it again. It's the policies and procedures of the police departments. I don't know why no one's been changing them. That, to me, doesn't make sense. They should make it at least one good law, like, say, um, you can't conspire to violate someone's civil rights. You cannot come up to someone, demand their information if they haven't committed a crime. You shouldn't even try. That should be illegal for them to even walk up to you if you haven't committed a crime or aren't suspected of committing a crime. If you're suspicious, that's a ridiculous excuse to put someone in cuffs. Come on, that's... You're traumatizing people. You're putting handcuffs on their arms and putting them behind their backs. These are human beings. And when you just do it because it's natural to you to put someone in chains, uh, that's gross, man. <laughs> that, that kind of mentality has got to stop with the police departments. You can't just keep walking up to people, asking them, who are you and where are you going and why do you look that way? Where have you been? It's none of your business, mom. Give me a break, you know? But if they would change those policies and stop those police from conspiring to violate your civil rights, which is what they're doing, I should have a show on that because I got a lot of info on that. But uh, if they would stop doing that, then there would be a lot less problems. Now, George Floyd case, that's another thing anyway. Anyway, I'm just saying they should change police policies and procedures and stop acting like the whole problem is racism you can't change what somebody thinks sorry you're not going to do that you can't change i know you think well they were taught racism we can reverse the effect by unteaching it yeah that's not the that's not where you should be looking you should be looking at policies and procedures that's it that's all i'm saying but anyway uh at one time i thought maybe the police were were in on it and they were um but they weren't now there's so many people that were in on it that there's no one to really point at. What am I going to point at the whole world? Can't do that, can I? <laughs> that wouldn't work. Uh, so, uh, yeah, there was nothing left for me to do but to let it go. Let it go and move on with my life. Um, if I held on to it and dwelled on it and stayed angry all the time, I probably wouldn't live too long. And I'd like to live to see what's going to happen later. I'd love to just live as long as possible and see what happens here because it looks like this place is headed somewhere that we weren't expecting. Of course, that's my opinion, but uh, all you got to do is look around and watch. Um, what else have I got to say while I'm on here? Uh, um, um I don't know. I don't know what to, what else I have to say other than I'm not out to get anybody. Um, what's it say in the Bible? Vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. I mean, what comes around goes around. Uh, I got to let it go, and I got to uh, keep it gone. But it seems like there's like that old song. There's always something there to remind me. <laughs> always something there to remind me you know the song from the 80s 
So, uh, yeah, um, here's my little um, talk of nothing again. Uh, it was, uh, it's been a not really interesting April Fool's Day. Um, it's been uh, just an average day, mediocre. Mediocre day. I'm starting to learn more about myself, which is something I didn't do while I was drinking. Um, it got to the point where I just could not drink anymore because the guy I became, it was like Dr. Heckle and Mr. Hyde or Jive or whatever, whoever you want him to be. Uh, I would switch. I would switch up. I would like turn into a little kid again when I got drunk. I started drinking at nine and when I drank, I turned nine again, all over again, not scared of nothing, <laughs> not even scared of the consequences, because why, because the nine-year-old has been getting beat on and all that good stuff, you know, he's, he's, what he's thinking to himself, what's the worst that can happen, they're going to do the same things, and he can't think anything worse, so, hey, bring it on, so I think, yeah, that's what was happening, every time I drank, I went back to nine, and, uh, I ended up uh, getting punished like my age, though, <laughs> in one way or another. I got punished by the age. Yeah. So, anyway, I got over it. Drinking sucks. I guess it was fun for a little while. I ain't going to lie. It was fun. Um, amphetamine, it was, uh, I don't know how to say that. It was interesting. Um, it was... It was interesting, but it's definitely not reality. That's all I can say. It's not reality. Even though I could see reality on it, it is not a, how do I say it? It's not somewhere you want to be in your mind. You know, I don't want to be Superman. I don't want to be Superman all the time and, and be held to higher expectations because I'm Superman, you know, because only because I'm on meth. <laughs> then every time, then, you know, if I'm on the job and, and I've been doing super on the job because I'm on meth and I come in on, not on meth, then they're like, hey, you're not up to expectations. Hey, you're not doing like you uh, once did, you know, you're not producing like you used to. Well, I quit meth. Well, I had, uh, well, you know, I've told you the story. I had a had a boss that uh, gave me some meth one time, and that was all a big game. Had me doing telephone collections work, and uh, that was all still weird. Those are see some of these things are still mysteries to me, and that's the only reason I still think about any of it because it's a mystery. There's a a part missing in a puzzle in my head, and I want to fill in that part, but. I pretty much know that I've already filled in that part and I know who it was and I know all the people that know about it and uh, I don't know who doesn't but I know who does I know a lot of the people who do but uh, it's uh, I think when they found out they didn't like who they saw they put me on blast in front of the world. That's what it felt like. Like they were fake family. 
like they were arrogant and uh, above me and that they came down and didn't like what they saw and they put me out on out on front street with a spotlight look at him and it was like it felt like betrayal or i don't know it felt gross it felt like someone stabbing me in the back that i didn't even know <laughs> that's what it felt like um so it's been crazy and it's not crazy anymore um because i'm taking it one day at a time and uh Tomorrow brings what it brings, you know. Later today brings what it brings. Life goes on. We get through hurdles and we move on. No matter what happens. Anything. It could be horrible. But then later on, you're still alive. You got to move on, right? Yep. Um, anyway, I'm staying strong. I hope y'all are staying strong. God bless you. Uh, have a great day. April Fool's Day.